Girlwise is a safe space to learn and discuss all kinds of topics through anecdotes and evidence-based research. I'm your host, Brenda Nicole, and welcome to Girlwise. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Girlwise episode 7. Today is going to be more of an anecdotal day instead of an evidence-based day. We've had a lot of science episodes, but now it's time to get vulnerable. This one mainly goes out to my younger viewers who haven't really found themselves yet and instead focus on boys and what they think of them. I have been there before and fully recognize myself in you. Or even if you're older and you still find yourself putting a lot of worth on validation for men, I just want to let you know what I've learned from being the girl that just wanted to be liked back. Hey everyone! Before we begin, I wanted to give a clear and important disclaimer to ensure that listeners understand the limitations of the advice given on this podcast. I am not a professional or expert on the topics being discussed, and you should always use your own judgment when it comes to where you stand on a subject and making decisions. While I do my best to direct you in what I think is the right direction, it is always wise to consult with a qualified professional when seeking advice on a particular issue. References will be in the show notes so you can take a look at the places I'm getting my information from as well. You know your own story and situation better than anyone else, so do what is best for you always. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. I spent most of my formative years chasing after boys, both literally in the form of chasing them across the playground and figuratively writing notes and asking people if they knew who their crush was. I was boy crazy when I was younger. I still love boys, of course, but I am now the version on the other side that has seen it all and has been irreparably disappointed. But this episode is not going to be a Debbie Downer. Instead, I'm going to let you in on how I went from being the girl that chased the boys to the girl whom all the boys chased. I infamously threw all of myself into crushes until I was like 18 to the point where I fangirled over a boy in middle school. Yuck. I was down bad. But I realized after all these years that this was a reflection of myself. Looking back at it now, all my behaviors were signs of something much larger going on. I was trying to look for energy and attention everywhere except in words. I almost felt incomplete, in a sense, without a boy I was obsessing about. There are many points that I want to discuss, and I hope that the points I'm trying to make don't run away from me, but I want to begin with dissecting the boy craze and what I learned from that part of my life. The very first thing when it comes to liking a boy is determining if you actually like them or you like the idea of them. When I was younger, I would find someone I thought was cute and then decide that that was the boy I was going to fall for rather than getting to know them before to see if they would be a good match for me. That would unfortunately make me fall into the cycle of changing myself into what I thought that they would like so that my fantasy would come true. Like stalking their playlist to figure out their favorite band and also making it mine. Which I have to admit I did find some really good songs through that but that's not the point. In today's day and age, it can also include the carefully catered image that you put into your social media. An article that greatly inspired this episode was done 
by Teen Vogue a few weeks ago, which I think everyone should read. It was very well written. That stated that trying to get your crush's attention through Instagram can emotionally break you. We go back to this state of tactical flirting and performance-based personalities that once again blur the lines of our sense of self. One quote from the Teen Vogue article reads, In fear of rejection, I tread on the side of my own safety, mimicking his interests as my own, manufacturing interactions by posting content I know will capture him, instead of showing up as myself and seeing if our worlds naturally collide. It continues, Rather than just going, hey, this is how I always look and who I truly am, like it or not, you are devaluing what you potentially bring to the table and you're creating confusion in your identity. It's so easy to quickly get sucked into trying to think of what else to be that you forget who you really are, end quote. So in order for us to not fall into this trap, we have to first off ask ourselves what it means or why it's so important for them to like you back. Do you think it will change something within you to be with them? Is it a form of validation that you can't give yourself? Do you think it will increase your social standing because you have the idea that you're not enough without them? All of these thoughts and feelings are valid. And it's important not to judge ourselves for thinking this way, but rather understand where it's coming from so that we know what areas to work in our minds. Also, thinking that it's your job to change someone's mind is harmful. He's just not that into you and that's okay. Not everyone can be the perfect fit for everyone. And when you don't like a guy back, it's usually not personal. So this guy not liking you back is most likely not personal either. I know this is such a corny quote, but there are plenty of fish in the sea. We have to trust that we are worthy of finding someone that wants to be with us just as much as we want to be with them. Which leads me to say that not being open to the idea that if this person isn't for you, then no one is, is objectively untrue. I used to fixate so much that things would be different. I would feel different. Something radical would change if this boy just liked me back and we could just be together. But if you don't think that it's important to do some inner work, let me tell you what happens when your advances do work and you have built no foundations towards confidence or becoming your own person. Because yes, he finally picked me. Senior year of high school, I finally got the movie ending I had been craving for for 17 years. I felt that winning the guy that everyone wanted was gonna fulfill me, as if it was going to make me superior to the other girls. They envied me, gave me dirty looks, made up rumors about me, and prayed for my downfall, and I finally felt like I was the cool girl who had what everyone else wanted. I wanted to feel like I was the best because my self-esteem was so low, it was being stepped on. I rode that high for about three months, but eventually I started to unravel. I had never gotten this far before, so now what? At this point, I had also heavily romanticized the idea of having a boyfriend, so I had no idea what a real relationship looked like. Once he actually got to know me and how I basically didn't have a single ounce of confidence, he lost attraction. It was so bad, you guys, and I'm, I'm sad to even admit this, but 
I used to call myself a potato and Photoshop a literal potato over my face or repeat over and over again how I couldn't believe he was with me and I didn't deserve him. So yeah, he dumped me. Turns out being self-deprecating is unattractive. And it was hard. I had to grieve the image of the fictional perfect girl I wanted to be and pick the remaining pieces of myself back up. I was back to square one because it was never about him liking me back. It was about me finding myself. Who was I without the eternal battle for the male gaze? What things did I like for me and not because I thought it would impress boys? It took me many years and plenty of other mistakes for me to get where I am now, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Now, these are all normal parts of growing up and I certainly don't want to shame anyone for not being confident. Our societies are literally built to shame and belittle women. It's hard. This you are not enough as you are rhetoric has been pushed onto women for over a millennium. Almost all of the media I've ever consumed from books, movies, TV shows, etc. show that when the girl gets the guy, she's happy forever and that was the key to fulfillment that she was missing. But when the girl gets the guy, that's where the movie ends. It's rarely shown what the consequences of building a relationship on false impressions are. I think essentially, pick-me behavior is a survival mechanism. If we get chosen by the most eligible guy there is, then it will most likely mean social safety and security. By flaunting my dominance of the other girls, maybe I'll be spared from misogyny and get treated as an equal. If I get picked, then that means I won't have to face romantic rejection and I won't have to do the inner work of self-validation. But that's not how it works. No matter how much we change or erase ourselves for the trail of breadcrumbs men leave us, Living to make other people happy will never satisfy us. None of it is worth catering to whatever we think this boy wants because the fear of rejection is greater than our self-love. Knowing that we are worthy of someone who is compatible with us. You have the right to be your own person and be loved for it. We have to stop listening, and I know this is easier said than done, to social media, mass media like movies or books, or even people close to us that say harmful things to make themselves feel better and start listening to ourselves. From playing this game of hidden objects on Instagram to see if they bite to manipulating your looks and hobbies to match what you think he wants can be exhausting and sets you up for failure. Having a boy like me didn't change the fact that I was smart. It didn't change the fact that I was capable of doing all the things I set out for myself didn't change the fact that I was creative and inventive or funny or passionate about my dreams. Another quote from the Teen Vogue article that I really loved says, The meaningless emphasis I placed on the internet contorted my view. I assumed because I spent hours planning my posts, resharing things meant for him and only him, that his posts held the same amount of hidden messages meant for me to decipher. Our relationship never progressed but I analyzed his words for subtext and built emotional palaces out of possibilities when I should have taken his actions at face value. So how can we not be pick-me's? Wanting to be loved and prioritized isn't a bad thing. It's the way we approach these things that can turn harmful for ourselves and others. 
being authentic to your wants and needs and being confident about it is a healthy way to start. It's not about what your likes and dislikes are. It's about if they're true to you. Notice how I didn't mention a single hobby or lifestyle that makes a pick-me because they don't exist. It's the attitude and approach that makes them. If your value is placed on what men think of you or you're putting down other girls because your beliefs are different, then you're perpetuating sexism. Growing up meant realizing that I am an entire person with likes, hobbies, and goals of my own who deserves to be loved for that. And when you embrace that, then other girls don't look like competition anymore because there's a person out there for everyone. It's so obvious to me now that many of the boys I liked during school did like me back, but because I was so insecure, there was no way in my mind that it would even be a possibility. So all I did was chase, chase, chase without an inch of hope that it would ever become a reality that it could be reciprocated. My lack of confidence made me completely blind to what was in front of me. Now I know that by defining who I am as an individual, raising my confidence by internalizing self-worth, knowing that I am complete without a romantic partner, and recognizing that women are wonderful, indispensable, luminary members of society that deserve the right to live their lives the way that they want to without justifications, the right person will find me because I am now ready to match the energy of the man of my dreams. And that's how you get a boy to like you. Okay, so it's time for Ask Me Anything. Maybe I should make a little jingle before it so that it's a very clear segment of the show because right now I just announced it, but let me know, you guys. So this is a segment where you can ask me any questions you want. Today's question comes from Anonymous and they ask, is classical music better for studying or is it better to study silently? Well, music in general has been proven to reduce levels of stress and anxiety, and being in a good mood has proven to help your learning ability. When it comes to classical music specifically, a 2007 study found when looking at brain scans of people listening to it, the participants' concentration on the music was heightened and they could make predictions on how the music was going to change. So, Basically, it meant that while they were listening to it, their concentration was raised. But this proves little about studying because the subjects had no outside stimuli. A 2014 study, however, proved to help adults perform better at memorization and processing tasks. Other studies, unfortunately, have found that background music, specifically Mozart's sonatas, worsen learning, though. So the consensus is that music can affect people differently. Most experts agree that the best course of action is to use music before studying to help you relax, classical music that is, after studying for a break to help gain motivation, and while studying, it's best to do it in silence. If you must study or work with music, however, make sure it's not fast-paced or has any lyrics because those have been found to distract. So classical music in those instances should be fine. And that is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to send in a question for Ask Me Anything, you can do so by sending an email to girlwisepod at gmail.com, G-I-R-L-W-I-S-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. My name has been Bernadette Cole. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, 
and share this podcast with anyone who you think might like it. It would help me out a ton. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week. Bye.